Welcome to the Teamwork Arts Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Sarthak. Uh, the idea here, of course, uh, is um, uh, to go behind the scenes and uh, figure out the thoughts um, that animate the actions of the people behind the art. And today we have uh, someone who carries quite lightly on his shoulders uh, the legacy of a, uh, of a, of a legendary name, actually. Uh, Kwasar Thakur Padamsi, it's, uh, it's an absolute pleasure. Uh, to have you on the on the podcast. It's lovely to be here. Wow. I mean, to get to be on a podcast and talking art and theatre is always cool. <laughs> it's, um, actually, the, this whole podcast thing is quite liberating, isn't it? It I mean, is. It, I mean, it, it allows us to, to talk about stuff that we would not... It, it basically allows us to... to to record a, a conversation in a drawing room. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and, just and, sitting and, together. And and get people to, to kind of listen in, which is <laughs> superb. And, um, you know, I'm going to be... Uh, uh, I've been a rabid fan of uh, of Mr. Padamse's work <laughs> for right. a very, very long time. Both as an admin, uh, you know, uh, the moment I got to know that that was the thought behind the little girl. <laughs> and Lalita Ji was like, yeah. uh, man. And I'm sure you must have had to answer this a million times, but I'm still going <laughs> to... Ask the question sure. anyway. You know, for someone on the outside to be part of a legacy uh, that involves Dolly Thakur and uh, Alec Padamse, um, how was the uh, how was the time growing up? I mean, uh, there's a I'm sure there's nuance to it. No. Well, actually, I was really fortunate uh, in the fact that I went off to boarding school quite early. Mm-hmm. Um, so so. Um, I mean, as a, as a kid growing up, I was very much, I, I lived with my mom. I was very much my mother's child because my parents split when I was quite, quite early. Mm-hmm. Um, and she used to drag me to every play and every thing that she was doing. She was reviewing plays for about four or five newspapers at the time. Sure. Um, and I used to be just dragged to things. If she had a show, then I was bundled in the wings. Um, and... I, I went grudgingly, you know, as a, as a child and in those days, this is pre-babysitter days, so you know, like, <laughs> your single mother will drag you everywhere. For sure. Um, and I remember just not liking any of this, you know, and saying, <laughs> I don't want to be one. And then eventually, it made sense, I went off to boarding school, parents decided that that was, that was a good thing to do. And strangely enough, I, I discovered my art or, or my love for art over there, or love for theatre, really, over right, there. Right, um, Because... I, there was no, there was never any pressure. In boarding school, everyone is kind of equal. Suddenly, you, you you enjoy being in a play and stuff. So only when I came back to Bombay, it was very interesting. A, a distant cousin, a guy called Ready Money Merchant, who who knew, uh, who worked a lot with my father, mm-hmm. he actually sat me down one day at some of our cafe, right, and tried to explain to me what I'd missed. <laughs> <laughs> and until then, I had no idea about. So you know that they're in the theatre. Do you sure. know what I mean? It's, it, but it's an abstract concept. You haven't been sure. around. So yes, you've heard your father talk about the genius of Evita, but it's coming from the horse's mouth. Yeah, like <laughs> yes. how do you, how do you, you know, how do you believe that? So this, 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 this cousin really took me through everything and went, okay, this is where it is. This is what the thing. These are the kinds of things. These are the kinds of people that have been affected, both in advertising and in theatre. Sure. Um, and strangely enough. Um, I inherited in a weird way my mum's generosity and hunger for watching things. Okay. Um, and it wasn't till I was, I think, 17 or 18, mm-hmm. and I sat on the steps at Prithvi Theatre, and I uh, uh, I was in shorts, and the the um, the chatai poked me, the jute chatai poked me. Did it trigger a memory of when I was 
टू और थ्री इयर्स ओल्ड बी ड्रैगड एंड सेट इन द सेम ऑन द सेम चटा एंड आई सली वन हियर आई एम नाउ विलिंगली बट इट ट्रिगर्ड अ मेमरी गोइंग ओबर आई डिट वॉन्ट टू बी हियर यू नो बैक दैन so i was very fortunate i made my own journey to it um and what i think i i was able to glean out of the other one is one is the complete hunger of doing it mm-hmm. and being passionate about it two is both of them if you have to find something that's common love human beings sure, sure. so my father loves studying human beings um and then he applied that and it's a skill that he developed in a rehearsal room which then he applied to his advertising so sure. his so, greatest campaigns are all characters yes right they're yes. all they're all they're all human, human beings human. that he has he has he has yeah. come up with and filled with insight and and then you know used to sell surf or, or for sure and i think the uh, the relatability of uh, you know the concept of relatability was so exquisitely handled yeah. by uh, uh, by mr pranam sir himself i mean yeah. we've all been fans of that uh, but you know uh, in any art there's uh, there's the name on the pedestal concept which is that you have nothing to do with it but because you are associated with the name people tend to put that name on a pedestal and then anything that's put on a pedestal people love pulling it down uh have you uh, have you had to suffer any of that pulling down process because of the surname that you have not that i'm aware of mm-hmm. uh again you could say it's a double edged sword sure. uh, i remember one one I, when i was when i was directing my first play in college sure. someone made a loose comment like yeah you, you'll just put his name there dad will come and direct it you know something like that and i yeah. remember that really hurt me and um what happened actually on on the first play that i ever did i ever directed uh we were in dress rehearsal we were opening the next night uh we were in the college and we were midway through act 1 and apparently my father turned up Right. um outside and you know college being college everyone's like go in you know watch this and he said no and he waited outside he waited till interval came in handed us a cake to wish us all best of luck oh, and left and the ushers the they all student ushers and they're going why you know why so you can watch why can't you watch and he went no i'll see you on opening night and it was a little thing but it was now i don't know whether he had other engagements to or whatever but <laughs> what what was really lovely was it was a it was a this is yours you do sure and that level of faith was was really wonderful it was very liberating sure. then you you weren't bogged down by any kind of theater any sure. type of theater it was just now you do um so in terms of being were people more critical because maybe there's expectation mm-hmm. uh, never from within okay um I've always been allowed to to do what I wanted to. In fact, when I decided to do theater full time, mm-hmm. uh, me and two other friends, with three of us, had a had a, a lunch one day, and we said, "Let's try." You know, we don't want to be thirty and say, hey, "We wish we had." Sure. We were all. I was twenty one. Uh, Thoral was twenty two. Carl, I think, was twenty at the time. We said, "Chalo, let's try." You know, so we all went back to our parents and we went, "Acha, you know, give us one year." You know, <laughs> one year you have to house us and feed us. <laughs> we're doing this because we were all finishing various things so i quit my job in advertising at the time um but the bizarre one is we all went so carl's parents were like yeah okay if this is what you want to do uh toral's parents actually came up with a very practical answer which is like if you really believe in it give it 3 years i got the most resistance okay right I, and i'm like guys ah you my as doing both my parents going you guys are the arty types what the hell is this <laughs> this is your dream you know kind of so my father was worried that i lie in bed till 4 o'clock in the afternoon every day and then you know do a couple of hours of rehearsal and become one of those 
uh, and my mom knew how hard it is for an uh, for an artist and really didn't want that financial chaos which still exists but it is chaos um but remarkably within within i think the first 6 months or whatever when they realized it wasn't how they had thought it was they came on board very very quickly and then said do sure right and to to their credit um they 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 never made a peep about about it sure. after that sure. um and we've been very lucky we've done a lot of work and 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 all of that so once that's so that that's been the only internal strife i've ever had right um right. in that in that space there's also now of course you know taking the thakur padam say uh, part out of it and, and and focusing a little on the pasar journey um you've of course set up your own you, you've had a career in uh, in advertising you've set up your own uh, uh, set up for theater now you've you, I, I, if memory serves me right it's 20 plays old now you're somewhere in there yeah uh, in, in the vicinity that, yeah. so um how's that journey been and considering that we live in fraught times where uh, where everything gets an attribute <laughs> you know uh, w- your work uh, is at- always attributed to something else and you know the thinning of the skin in the world all across the world has uh, has put and correct me if i'm wrong uh, put a lot of pressure on creating art as an independent uh, entity have you faced that how's the change been from when you started to what it is now so when when okay so I'll say, I'll say this quite at no time in our history I think has theater been more exciting and varied than it is now and okay. I say this as an audience member right. I I'm I'm a I'm a theater holic I will sure. I watch 100 to 150 shows a sure. year sure. right sure. I'm spoiled for choice from stuff that's happening in basements and terraces and little rooms to stuff that's happening at the opera house or happening at the Jamshed Baba there there's big scale small scale there's stuff happening outdoors there's beauty and the beast at one end and there's a really small chakkar ke panch dane at the other um it is the most exciting time there is more there are more people doing theater more interesting kind of work that's happening more varied kind of work that's happening um and that's been the journey of the of the of the you know 20 22 years that i've been i've been working sure um my own contribution in that has been very very uh i say personal but it's more group will mm-hmm. right because because i'm part of a collective uh, at at qtp uh, and we we work together and we we we've tried to constantly keep reinventing ourselves the difference is that when we started out the only model was try and get a sponsor sure and then do a play of course um and the problem with that is then you're picking plays that are determinate on a sponsor so yeah. you'll pick stuff that is safer you pick stuff with certain actors because they are marketable and the sponsor may or may not come but you're doing all these decisions before you've created the work uh in the hope that you might get the money for the work and that was there was a moment uh there there's, there's a guy called Vivek Rao who's kind of my one of my bosses at QTP uh, and he's he's uh the producer and he basically came and reshuffled how we work so we do other work for corporates right right and then we take that work and we put it into whatever theater that we want sure so nobody is going to sponsor a play about tibetan refugees right sure of course but that's the play we wanted to do so rather than put file that away and then do something else sure what we've done is we've gone off and made our money doing something else and taken that money and put it into the the theater work that we want to do and that is very liberating 
artistically creatively it's it's been it's been incredible i'm i'm sure because uh, you know as you said i mean uh, i myself have have a uh, have an interest in in theater and even in delhi the scene like you know there there've been theaters which involve the audience themselves yeah. across uh, floors they they take up yeah. places it's fa- it's phenomenal yeah crow are doing fantastic work like that they're, so, they're doing yeah. phenomenal yeah. work there uh, but as you said uh, what you said about the sponsors is now to an extent becoming increasingly true for the social sanction as well which is that you have to second guess yourself you have to start thinking whether this independent expression will attract judicial action you know have you have you ever felt the so, uh, constriction of space in that way uh, artistic space so i'll tell you this much um first uh, a disclaimer i most of the work that i direct is in english right all right so far english theater has always not mattered in the same way that a marathi theater i come from bombay so marathi theater has sure. mattered sure. so the the eye on regional language theater or even hindi theater is much much stronger you know yeah. i mean mahesh tatani did have some trouble with one play which was about a pakistani writer yes. or you know uh, but otherwise generally the the government and non government forces yeah uh and non government is quite important because they seem to be running the 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 show right now um they usually have had problems within the regional language so we have not actively had a problem right but do i feel the threat yes and have you started the, second guessing so i i have i mean i'm i i want to dive deeper in that into that end uh i want to put both my my feet in it and say okay let's do something that gets a rise out of someone uh i don't know if i have the stomach yet i mean the, a lot of the work that i have done so when i did all my sons it was in response to the corruption of the tehelka scandal right the the defense scandal sure. that tehelka sure. did the sting operation on uh when i did um uh, when i did a peasant of el salvador although it was in 2013 it was looking at el salvador and our farming laws and saying let's not get to el salvador Sure. right where the farmer is being so and look at us six you know uh, or yeah, yeah six eight no. nine no it was six years when those when, when the exact same laws well, started being implemented here i mean there's sure. actually a law called law, la reforma agraria phase 1 and 2 which happened in el salvador which is almost a carbon copy of what is happening right now with sure. our agrarian right. uh, crisis right and that movement to corporate farming that movement away whether whether subsistence farmer no longer matters um so these things are still are still there i've i've been talking about them maybe in allegory and not in direct um and yes there is a worry because it's about all the factors i mean mahesh alkunchwar said something beautiful he said you 72 or 73 and he went acha i'm i'm going to stop writing plays and we were like why and he's like it's too collaborative <laughs> i'll write an essay you know it says what i want to say sure. and it's right because not only are you collaborating with director actors you're also collaborating with venues right venues have to have to give you yes. um there's a very interesting theater company in china called grass stage mm-hmm. and they often are going against you know uh what's happening in 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 china and and they often will turn up to a theater the day before their show and their booking has been cancelled because all theaters sure. are, go- are government controlled sure. and ha- they were talking about how do you subvert this and stuff and they came and it was lovely because he premiered a show in in bombay that we produced uh, the premiere of the show it was they were in Bom- they were in bangalore we brought them to bombay they did this show and at the end of the show he turned to me and said it's so nice when the full work gets played and <laughs> and i said what do you mean he said 
I have to make all these cuts when I go back. Sure. You know, because he, he it won't that play will not exist back in the, sure. And I think we're getting there. Partly self-censoring, right? Like sure. the other day someone passed a, a weird comment, you know, something to the effect of, yeah, now you guys can't do, you know, uh, you know, anything too tough. And in that sentence is all the problem, yes. right? Because it's not really said as a mandate from this venue, but it's also not said as a full joke. It's somewhere in the middle. You know, and that's the... Okay. So, as you know, coming back to that, uh, that thing that you said that now you can't do anything too tough. It's so, um, it's so strange that that's where the greys are being used now, isn't it? Whereas where the grace should have been explored is becoming more black and white where you can do this and yeah. cannot do this. But saying that you can or cannot do this must always be gray. That so that's the problem, right? On the one hand, it's 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 that horrible Indian phrase, like kindly adjust. <laughs> yes. You know, I mean I'm from Bombay, it's the word you hear all the time when you travel on the train when you know there are kindly Yeah, kindly yeah. adjust. One more one squeeze and one fourth person will sit at the corner. Um, but it is it is really a problem because the arg argument is invariably ridiculous. I mean, a couple of few years ago, there was a, a controversy in Bombay over Agnes of God, right? The poster had uh, and the whole th Agnes of God yes. is about a, a nun who gets pregnant, and the, there was a faction from the Catholic community that went completely. They were threatening violence. There were death threats, and I was part of the theatre team that went to represent at the minister's house where this whole argument was happening. Sure. And my whole thing is, guys, you haven't even read the play, right? Yeah. The end of the play, so yes, there is a there is a, a nun who, who uh, a young nun who believes that she has been immaculately uh, impregnated yeah. when actually she's, it may be the shepherd, it may not, whatever. But the whole play is actually about the psychiatrist by the end of it questioning her lack of faith. Oh, wow. Right, it's actually okay. the end of the play is her thinking b belief is such a beautiful thing, you sure. know, in, in religion. Sure. I'm an atheist. I should be offended by that <laughs> yes. end. So I'm standing there going, I don't know why you guys are, are saying this is, <laughs> yeah. a, I should be saying that. <laughs> right, because it's, it, it is bizarre. So, so people are making broad, partly it's, it's lack of understanding, but partly also that, uh, that window has narrowed. I can get offended about anything and it is your right to get offended but does it change anything why why is it and why must offense be action that is the problem because right? that is where it is that we were a society where at some point of time the shankaracharya to become the shankaracharya had to go across the country debating all schools various schools of thought to actually get himself to be the to Shankaracharya. Be, yes, the debate would go on for months and now it is that the that the that the uh, that the field of debate has shrunk to but there is but there is no debate. There is that so, is so, you see that's the that's where the problem is. I'm I'm okay if someone puts up the hand and say, hey man, I didn't like that and what is it? And 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 then you have that conversation. Yes. And that conversation is where you get to go. Okay, I agree with you. I disagree with you. And that's it. The reason that you have conversation is to change minds. But the moment the threat of violence, the picking up of the gun on anything, on this this, I mean, what happened with with uh, 
with these guys in in uh, at serendipity right uh, yeah. uh, uh, or, or what happened with uh, these guys in jaipur with uh, jins of eidga right it this just you know it yeah. just it it's, just it it defies logic because if you watch the play it's actually helping what you're talking about it's helping think, us be better human beings also know? i think there's there's this whole thing that that the scope of listening has has literally gone because everyone is watching listening with an agenda somebody put it very beautifully where they said that if it's a debate no one's listening everyone's no, waiting yeah. you know that i need to put my point across and i, I think that's where the blacks and the whites are are literally shrinking space isn't it so i mean it's it's really i mean right now right we're in the in the age of rihana's tweet right now okay <laughs> yes. um yeah. and i like rihana i think she stands for a lot of good stuff i like some of her songs i don't like some of her songs for sure i am not in favor of kangana's politics but i like her in queen and that paradox should be allowed Absolutely. i can't hate everything that she yes. has done and similarly on the other side you agree with someone or you disagree with someone on a series of things where is the nuance in the conversation it's, it's the facet and a facet is is an integral part of so now here's the problem right artistically what has then ended up happening is then the window has got very very narrow sure. right um in the fact that now you then are saying okay i want to get this point across but then i can't say this thing at the yeah over you know this little bit or that little bit i have to be so so narrow in order to make my larger point come across yeah. what happens again it's the same problem we lose the nuance we lose the gray yes. right we lose this 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 conversation um and to be fair there is a there is a it's a systematic pogrom that is being put at because there are certain there's a list of certain things that we will find offensive for sure in anything and now let's start ticking Take it them off. off so far it hasn't mattered now it's beginning to matter right uh in the fact that suddenly we ourselves as artists looking around suddenly going oh bloody hell that box we've painted ourselves into is very very narrow because sure. it's come from all sides in little bits you know sure. suddenly you can't talk about manu being a misogynistic prick in his writing right yeah. and it's bizarre because when when me too and all this is happening on the one hand which is incredibly progressive but on the other hand you're going the root cause we can't talk about we can't talk yeah you know and how do you then then yeah you know, this uh, this drawing of parallel lines of uh, ises and uh, and is nots is, yeah, is but where do you uh, where do you see art in in general and theater in particular headed from here considering you are so Okay so right now we're at a very very interesting time right. um and it is make or break time um a few a few months ago or a few years ago i had wanted to write some i had wanted to create a piece of work with 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 a group uh on 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 in principle it was called the gaze and it was about being looked at g a z e sure. and being looked at and what it is for a woman to be looked at and what is i just want to explore that as a concept but once the jnu riots happen and the ca riots happen and all i can't to if i have to create something and i have to go into a room to explore it i need to explore that 
you know not that the other thing is not valid but this is what really is is bugging us all right now and what i think should be explored at this time so i haven't created a new piece of work in a while because i haven't been able to to get in sure. i do also think that post covid the theater has a huge role to play because it brings us back to being in the same room as someone and watching them with curiosity something that we've stopped doing for sure you know generally online and in our lives but also because of covid we we look one guy at the at the shop you're always looking at the guy saying he's going to you know infect sure. me yeah you know like yeah. like today i took a flight and I, i was looking at the guy next to me as though he wanted to kill me you know like and i hated feeling that but but for sure but it was there yeah, for sure there. absolutely so i think the theater has a huge role to play because you're in the same space right and you're looking at someone and you're wanting something out of them you're yeah. wanting a performance you're wanting to appreciate them absolutely. in whatever way so i think the the theater has a role to play politically um i believe what is going to come out in the next 4 or 5 years 4 uh, or 5 months from the younger people is going to be much more interesting there's an excellent play called mia boy diaries mm-hmm. all right uh, which happened at thespo this year um and it's one guy and a guitar and he's basically just telling his story about what it's like to be a young muslim wow. and it's not oh everything is bad no it's all the contradictions it's got all the nuance it's all the things that that and i was watching it going how did like like that it's got to come from the fresh space yes you know yes. it is it has to come from the fresh space and in a beautiful way he's talked about the the great threat right the threat is not it's not oh that's the threat we we you know oh it's tangible it's this great it's threat greatness. it's the lean absolutely it's not the push we're being lean absolutely. right absolutely uh, and he's managed to capture that and i think going forward i think i think those are the kinds of people where who are the young ones who are creating work and fighting maybe with form maybe with i mean we're talking there's a lovely play called butter and mash banana which happened in 2005 right. was written in 2005 and another production of it happened recently and out of context or whatever but i remember when it happened uh, it was about freedom of speech and it's about left and right which meant bizarrely something very different back then than it does now <laughs> sure. never sure. thought it would but yeah. yeah um and that guy who wrote it was 21 at the time wow. right uh, ajay krishnan um and i were well, Honestly I'm saying I'm waiting for the next butter and mash banana and that kind of work because I think it will come we now have horrible thing to say we have enough stimulus yeah <laughs> yeah know? but uh, true nevertheless so so there's a there's a, there's a poet called Naresh Saxena and he did a poet he uh, he's from uh, Lucknow and uh, his daughter's Purva uh, Naresh who's a who's a playwright right and he read an anti modi poem at a very pro modi function so they invited him to read and he read a lot and then he said i want to close with this. and he had the audience on the palm of his hand said i want to read this last poem they said jesus oh. he read an anti modi poem oh, and stunned silence in the room sure. they were walking out father and daughter and daughter turns to father and baba what are you doing <laughs> and he says what this is you know how can you say this at at this time it was going so well and all he says you must otherwise when else will you say it she said so then he looked at her and says i admire i think you are very lucky he's she's like why now at least you have something to write about 
and it's true. I mean, the great Irish playwrights have come out of yes. you know their their you know the potato famine and and all the violence that, that they went through. You know that that, that famous uh, uh, that that famous anecdote uh, of uh, of the anti-Vietnam War veteran who would go to the White House and light one candle every day. And then at the end of it, uh, one frustrated journalist asked him, "What do you think lighting one candle will do? Do you yeah. think you can change the country?" And uh, he just turned around and said, "No, no, uh, you're wrong if you think that uh, I do this because I want to change the country. I do this because I don't want the country to change me." You know, and and that's yeah, where, that's the balance. Yeah, you know, that's the individual expression that I think is required. And uh, talking to you, Kwasar. Uh, um, the hope that 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 ray of hope is certainly golden no, I I, a sliver though it may be <laughs> but but uh, at least there's a ray and uh, yeah. and anything to light up uh, these times is absolutely fantastic so thank you for doing what you do and uh, thank you for giving us this conversation that has also given us uh, lots of stuff to actually chew on as thought which is i think a great meal to have in these times no yeah i mean right now yeah that well Given given the fact that we're not growing anything because all our farmers are a, a few kilometers here, you know, all we have to feast on is thoughts, and thoughts, and and yes. you know it can change the world, and hopefully it it can change minds, and and I'm I'm hopeful. I mean I've got to say that that the farmer protest is is an incredible thing, yeah. um, as as were the Shaheen Bagh and Absolutely. and all of that, and I think it is about resilient resistance and not violent resistance, Absolutely. and I think I think it will. tip over at some point but yes it's a, it's a, it's not a good time um it's not a good time in the arts either um because we don't know and right now there is perceivably a lot of money in the arts sure. but the money is coming from the same side you know that yeah. that it's coming from corporates and and we're thankful for it but it's coming with agenda but it's come yes you know yeah it's coming with 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 certain caveats it's sure. coming with with certain clamp down and there's nothing worse than us uh agreeing to those caveats in advance yeah. then then yeah. actually being told absolutely you know absolutely. Uh, something the as they said the banality of evil <laughs> yeah it is it's, uh, yeah, and it again it's being done in very very soft leaning ways and we've got to we've got to fight that but i i have a lot of hope that that yeah. you know there will be some fantastic art which then hopefully will change absolutely minds and, absolutely. and stuff like that and uh, yeah Uh, if we don't have hope, what else have we? So that's we must, true. We must have hope. I mean, I I do believe like some of the cartoonists like Satish Acharya yes. and, and uh, Apu Pen and stuff are doing phenomenal that's stuff. That's you know, I mean, Rashtraman is genius. Is, uh, yes, it's yes, just genius. Could not agree more. I tell uh, you, uh, but um, uh, it's been. For us, it's been absolutely wonderful having had this conversation. Yeah. I hope you had fun. Yes, uh, very much so. Thanks so much. Uh, but thank you for joining us, and uh, and we hope to see a lot more from you, uh, which will make us keep chewing on that uh, on that very important entity called thought. Yes. So, so <laughs> thank you for that. Uh, that's Kwasa Thakur Pradamsi, ladies and gentlemen. Um, now, there's there's of course uh, stuff to think of. Uh, we leave that to you but uh, for now we'll leave you uh, with just a thought about uh, how important it is to not be banal about evil and to however uh, possible stand up for what you think is right uh, that is important thank you for listening this is of course the teamwork arts podcast brilliant fantastic thanks that a lot man that was wonderful. lovely thank, thank you thanks a lot fantastic thank you it's it's, it's very rare that you get to kind of chat on this shit and, <laughs> and, and, and yeah.